The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. And yes, we're back to talk about NASCAR from this past weekend as we had a rain out on Sunday. So we had to do things on a Monday at the Monster Mile at Dover. Thank you for tuning in to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. You can find us at the web on CSPN.us. You can also find us through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is search for KTS Pod or CSPN Media. Coming into our Dover race, our storylines this week, Alex Bowman. He's going to miss up to six weeks after breaking some bones in his back after flipping a sprint car last week. Um, Very spectacular crash. It was kind of like two crashes in one. We had uh, one car go flipping uh, out of the frame. Spectacular flip. And then you see another car flip and, uh, you know, just comes down with a rough landing. And that second car that flipped was Alex Bowman. And so now he's got vertebrae broken and Josh Berry is going to replace Alex Bowman in the 48. So second time this year, Josh Berry has gotten the call to be a relief driver. Um, He's going to probably get six to eight weeks uh, in the car uh, this week uh, doesn't look like there'll be any places that he could probably get replaced. Maybe Sonoma, the road course, they may look to do something different in the 48, but uh, definitely a great opportunity for Josh Berry. The second time he's gotten the call to relieve uh, one of the Hendrick drivers in a very good car. So uh, there may be a chance that Josh Berry is either auditioning for someone else or he's going to be the first driver for Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he decides to go cup racing next year. But you didn't hear that here first on Know the Score. RCR, they lose their appeal on its Martinsville penalties for underwing assembly modifications. So basically, uh, whatever uh, the underwing is, they deem that uh, they messed with the nut and the threads of the bolt. Um, they said that they threaded the assembly together and it was supposed to be more like a snap on uh, type deal. So um, Austin Dillon was assessed 60 points and five playoff points. And his crew chief was also fined 75K. The Legacy Motorsport Group announces that they will be switching from Chevy to Toyota next year so Jimmy Johnson coming in uh, putting his stamp on Legacy Uh, Richard Petty already said that you know he was bringing in a lot of his own people and they were kind of doing things uh, to their own fashion and their own way so I'm pretty sure Toyota came to him with a pretty nice package Legacy is definitely one of the lower teams on the Chevy scale so 
I'm pretty sure their funding isn't what they need it to be. But there's less teams over at Toyota, and if they've got some extra money to spend and they want to give it to Legacy, then uh, I'm pretty sure that Jimmy Johnson is looking at that. It's like, hey, that's going to make us go faster, be more competitive. They already have a prior relationship with our driver as well. So um, a lot of things could be on the upswing for Legacy Motorsports if this Toyota deal does fall right. So that will be something to look for next year. Qualifying and final practice were rained out. So Kyle Busch, he was awarded the pole by the metrics that they use with the points um, and fastest lap and running speed from the last race, I think is how they use those metrics to set the field. So Kyle Busch in stage one takes the green and he leads the first 20 laps, which brings us to the competition caution. But all too often this year, the leader, Kyle Busch, gets busted for speeding during his pit stop, and he has to restart in the rear. Our first caution for accident comes when Noah Gregson gets spun around, and he hits the inside wall. We then get another caution soon after when Daniel Suarez hits the wall and goes around. It causes a chain reaction a few cars back between BJ McLeod, Ty Dillon, and Kyle Busch. So Kyle Busch just can't seem to catch a break in this race. Uh, out front with the metrics, looked pretty good in the first 20 laps. Um, gets the speeding penalty, then gets caught up in a secondary accident from when Suarez initially spun out and, and hit the wall and things. So just a, a dark cloud hovering over Kyle Busch uh, so far in this race. Ross Chastain. He then gets in the back of Brendan Poole, who hits the wall and collects Kyle Larson, who was the fastest car on the track at the time. Uh, Kyle Larson and uh, Chastain were coming up uh, fourth and fifth, respectively. Uh, they were just talking about how fast Chast uh, Larson was on the television. Uh, and then they go off of him, and then as soon as they uh, you know, see Brendan Poole get bent out of shape, and they switch to it. Here comes Kyle Larson to plow right into him. Um, aggressiveness by Ross Chastain. What can you say? He just, Brendan Poole wasn't out of the way. Looked like Brendan Poole kind of slowed down into the corner and Ross got into the back of him. But, you know, number one, one of the number one, probably the number two rule in driving besides yield to pedestrians is uh, if you hit a car from the back, it's your fault. You got to see them slowing down. So Ross Chastain would uh, definitely have some uh, something to bear for this later in the race. William Byron. He's able to hold off Denny Hamlin, and he wins stage one. So our stage one top ten looks like this. William Byron, Denny Hamlin. We got uh, Ryan Blaney in third, Brad Keselowski, Ross Chastain in, four, in fifth, Christopher Buescher in sixth, uh, Christopher Bell in seventh, Kevin Harvick in eighth, Martin Truex in ninth, and Ricky Stenhouse in the top ten of stage one. So we get to stage two. And during this particular stage break, pit stops, Brad Kazowski has to go to the rear for an uncontrolled tire. Um, a very curious move by Kyle Busch. While everybody else pitted, he decided to stay out to try to regain his track position. And that did not go well, um, as you might expect. 
Uh, William Byron, he's controlling the race until pit stops at lap 203. We see Ross Chastain gamble with two tires and get the lead off of pit road. Ross Chastain, he holds off the field and he manages to win stage two. So in stage two, your top 10 looks like this. Ross Chastain, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, Ty Gibbs, Christopher Busher, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, and Brad Keselowski. Stage three, William Byron. He wins the race off of pit road to reclaim the lead after the stage break pit stop. Ross Chastain is able to drive back by William Byron for the lead. After green flight pit stops to about 65 laps to go, Martin Truex Jr. takes two tires and finds himself out front. Larson in his damaged car holds up Ross Chastain as he tries to run down Martin Truex for the lead. We get a caution for Joey Logano spinning out and Martin Truex Jr. takes the lead off the restart. He's able to hold off Ross Chastain to break his long, long winless streak as Martin Truex Jr. finds victory lane. And it's a sweep as the Truex family, they go win both races of the weekend at their quote-unquote home track at Dover. So real cool moment for Ryan Truex and Martin Truex to to get these wins for their family. Um, So I know that's something real special that they're going to be able to share for a long time. as they can kind of compare what they did and always have that moment for their family. So a good race at Dover. Really liked the uh, the look of the race, the look of the cars. There were some cars that went to the front, went to the back. Um, William Byron, as most times happens, just doesn't usually take the gambling pitch strategy to kind of get that last little bit that he needs to win these races but I think all in all that most people would agree that uh, if you look at this race as a whole it was a very good race uh, Kyle Larson definitely has a right to feel disappointed angry with Ross Chastain because he definitely messed up his day by being in a hurry and uh, not cutting Brendan Poole any slack uh, that early in the race definitely was a place and a time that he probably could have done that and people would have looked at it a lot differently but at that particular part of the race uh, I think a lot of people would agree with Kyle Larson that it really wasn't the uh, the proper move for him to, to do that so it did come back to haunt him as he was trying to get by uh, Larson for a long time as he was holding him up with that um with that um, uh, damaged car, and uh, it was <laughs> it was it was really a, a, a sight to see uh, Kyle Larson basically you know figure out a way to kind of get uh, Ross Chastain back without wrecking him, and uh, you know probably not suffering any true consequence from NASCAR. So uh, good entertainment, good rivalry, and good deal for Martin Truex Jr. to come out on top. So your top 10 looks like this. Martin Truex Jr. is your winner. Ross Chastain is second. Ryan Blaney in third. William Byron in fourth. Denny Hamlin in fifth. Christopher Bell in sixth. Tyler Reddick in seventh. Brad Keselowski in eighth. Christopher Bell, Christopher Busher, excuse me, in ninth. And Josh Berry in tenth. So, of course, we got to give a big shout-out to Josh Berry. 
I mean, here's a guy who's coming out of the uh, Xfinity ranks. Uh, this is one of his better tracks, though, in Xfinity. He does have a win in Xfinity uh, at Dover, but still, this is cut level against some of the best in the world. And, uh, you know, he just does what he needs to do, puts in a solid day, finishes in the top 10. You don't hear a lot from him, and that's good because that means he didn't wrecking anybody, and that means he's keeping his nose clean, and he's running all the laps, so the valuable experience and the camaraderie with the crew chief running all the laps all day to help them next week uh, when we shift over to Kansas so previewing the Kansas race last year the 45 car the Toyota car 2311 most dominant car at Kansas won both races with two different drivers Kurt Busch won the spring spring race Bubba Wallace won the fall race so you would look for the 2311 camp and the Joe Gibbs racing Toyotas to be the class of the field this week um, also Byron and Larson just because they're the fastest cars from week to week so far in the early part of the season um, should be a lot of fun out in Kansas this is the place where um, uh, last year Alex Bowman was actually winning this race uh, coming into the third stage and uh, Bubba Wallace was able to get around him and dominate that final stage so maybe Josh Berry uh, with the uh, 48 car might have a little something as a dark horse if you're looking to you know look for somebody off the normal path uh, tracks like this the Penske cars normally run pretty well so you can't count out Blaney and, and uh, who's really due for a win he ran really well here just kind of stuck in fourth place uh, finished fourth in the race finished like fourth in all the stages I uh, really couldn't move uh, a lot up throughout it through the field but didn't really fall either so uh, Blaney is probably a guy who you should be looking out for in the next couple of weeks to kind of maybe break his winless streak as well so really looking forward to this Kansas race um, I know if you're a Bubba Wallace fan, Tyler Reddick fan, uh, 2311 racing fan in general, you should be really excited about uh, this week uh, coming up since they had such a good week last uh, last year, weekend twice at this racetrack. Uh, so those two cars maybe can, uh, you know, duplicate that performance that they got last year. Uh, should be a good weekend for Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin as one of their drivers may wind up, wind up in victory lane. And also, thank you for listening to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. And until next time, now you know the score.